Welcome, hello, and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, enjoy the show. Out. And if you haven't already, get your tickets for the Protector Symposium. The first annual Protector Symposium is taking place in Riverside, California, November 15th and 16th. We've got an all-star lineup of seriously elite trainers, Yosef Badu, Ed Caldrone, and Mike Pannone are all going to be there teaching and instructing us on well, our common goal, how to make good people more dangerous. So no matter what your background is, you're going to learn skills around the one unifying principle of protection. Get your tickets. Uh, spots are going quickly. And remember, you're going to get over $100 worth of value back in different things that you're going to get from our sponsors with your purchase of a ticket. Check the website out, Byron Rogers Motivation, for ticket information and to learn more out. Boom, yo, what's up, guys? Byron Rogers here for another episode of the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This episode's a little bit different, as they all of them are a little bit different. This episode, I got my main man, Kevin McCluskey here. How you doing, Kevin? What's what up, Byron? Yeah, man, what's up, what's up? Um, so, Kevin... Uh, was, I mean, me and Kevin have been, we've been working kind of, we've worked together, but we've known each other. We've trained together. Um, we kind of, what we got met, we got to know each other shooting. Um, when, when, when I started doing the competitive shooting, like getting into that stuff, that's when I got to meet this man right here. And, um, he also do a little bit of blacksmithing and stuff like that. So he helped me out a few times with some things. I'm just not a technical guy with guns. So I got to have a guy like Kevin in the squad. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you know, you help me. Help me figure out the more technical aspects of things. You're great at breaking things. I am. I am. I am. We're going to do this like this. So um, I wanted to bring you on here because, dude. You're blowing up in the EP game, and I know that was one of your goals, and uh, I get questions all the time about, like, hey, you know, like, how uh, how can I get into the EP game? I always get that. And I'm always like, well, this is how you do it, and I tell people how to do it. And then they, like, do or don't do it. It does or doesn't work. And um, I just know there's a lot of folks out there with your background, a civilian background primarily, um, that can be awesome executive protection agents. And so I wanted to show them like, you know, as you were kind of saying earlier, me and Luke, I think it's episode number two, getting into the game of protection. 
me and Luke did an episode, Luke being the other civilian, uh, total civilian background guy that got me into executive protection, one of them. Um, and uh, we talk about how to do, how to get yourself in the game, how to become relevant. This episode, uh, that episode we recorded, it was episode two, but like me and Luke have been in the game for 10 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, has it changed? Has the strategy changed? I think this is still, we're going to go over some good strategies for getting into the game today that are relevant today. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the reasons I want to bring you on, man. Thank you, brother. Happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's what's up, man. And I'm so proud of you, bro. Um, you know, it's just good to see boys winning and stuff, man. It's good to see boys winning. So my usual questions, my psychology background, I like to dive into the man a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Who is Kevin McCluskey at his core? Oh, that's me. That's you, bro. <laughs> Who are you, you know? I mean, we can start from background from it. Um, okay. I've been, let's see, in the actual EP game for a little over two years at this point. Mm-hmm. And now I just recently took on the latest client, mm-hmm. which has been potentially the client and the job I could retire off of. Heck yeah. And it's been a little bit of a whirlwind to how, how I got there. Mm-hmm. And like what you and Luke had tried to go over for getting into the game, how do we do it, steps for it. And I know when I knew you, I wasn't looking into that industry yet. Mm-hmm. I was still in the defense industry doing more firearms related stuff still at that time. And all the answers you get about it are so open-ended and ambiguous. It's not like, how do you do it? You do all this, like, well, that's not an answer. Like, that's not mm-hmm. a step A, step B, get into it kind of thing. And um, a lot of the things that weren't related to the industry end up becoming exactly what got me into it. Hmm. So coming back from, I mean, some of the first jobs I had in high school was working at gun shops right when uh, Obama got in for his first election, dating myself a little bit. Um, that had a huge upsweep in that industry, and that's what got me a job, and that's what got me in circulation, dealing with all the different kinds of people mm-hmm. that deal in the firearms industry. Yeah, a lot of security guys, a lot of law enforcement guys, a lot of yeah. military guys. Sort of understanding how those kind of people work, understanding that vibe. That community. Every community's got their own. Not quite stereotype, but they have their own baseline. Yeah, and they have a cult. It's a culture. Their own culture. Baseline. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And understanding that was probably that first foundational step to understanding how to integrate into those cultures. Okay. I looked at it from a sales point. Mm-hmm. That ended up helping me working at it from a teammate, coworker, liaison effect. Mm-hmm. Later on, I got down to the industry for that. Mm-hmm. Well, because you learn through the cultural components, you learn how to speak that language. You learn, you know, the do's and don'ts. And one of the things I talk about a lot, which is like, I think one of the defining factors of someone's success in this game is freaking cultural equity. Good to go. Can you acquire enough cultural equity to say where you are? to get to grow where you are. Like you can be a door kicker, you can be the baddest mother jumpy, you can have a a freaking ear necklace from your last campaign overseas, but if you can't gain the cultural equity you need, you're gonna die, because you're gonna make a mistake and you won't have the cultural equity there to protect you, or you're gonna need someone to take your side and you won't have the cultural equity there, you know what I mean? So, 
and you want to get in the door, there's going to be cultural gatekeepers. <laughs> They're going to be like, does this guy fit into what we got going on though? Does he fit into kind of like what we got? Like how we, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a, that's a good point you bring up because it would have been really difficult for you to like walk amongst these other professionals and be like standing out like not knowing how to speak that. You know what I mean? Not, not knowing how to, how to do these types of things, you know. Another reason why, you know, if you don't have a tactical background, going to an EP school is a really good idea. You know what I mean? Like, because it can help you start, if you're coming, like if so for, so, so for someone who's coming completely cold from another industry, you know what I mean? Going to a decent EP school can help you and it can actually be a springboard as we'll probably get into a little bit here once we get get moving and, and do some of this content. Oh yeah, we so, will. That, that EP school was where it got me to where I'm at. Pivotal today. point. Yep. Pivotal point. It's your first school. job interview before you realize you're on a job interview. You know what I'm saying? If I told you, I was like, yo, we'll get into it. We, we say that. That's just a little, we sprinkle a little nippets on there for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Um, so at your core, who are you? <laughs> I am someone who wants to come into a situation and make things better in ways that other people can. Ooh, 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 that's a good one. I like that. And I believe that because I know you as a friend. That is actually absolutely true. Whenever I have a technical issue with any my, anything now, I'm like, yo, I got to call Kevin, man. <laughs> he gets those calls on like random nights, you know. Um, why are you doing what you're doing in the EP game? That's a fantastic question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you need to introspect, they'll be like, I don't know how you think about that. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why? It's, why? It, I mean, we had this conversation yeah. a year or two ago. Uh-huh. When I was at a truck stop headed back up to the Bay Area for where I was working. Oh, uh, yeah, because you, yeah. you had to cut your teeth. <laughs> oh, yeah, on that one. Yeah, well, yeah. And, uh, like, I had that, that, detail. That, um, that conversation with you is that yeah. as, as these, these opportunities and and connections and meetings and, and offers sort of coming through is it, it's almost hard. You have to tailor differently how you're setting a goal for yourself. Uh-huh. Cause you may put a goal that says, I want to be the top EP guy at Google. Okay. It's a very specific goal. Yeah. How do you attain that? There's steps to do it. How likely are you to do it? Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you meet a guy and there's a guy introduce you and now you're the EP guy at Facebook. I don't know, similar goal, but different outcome, but that was just what the path took you is, mm-hmm. it's sort of like our answer for how to get into the industry is your, your goals have to be ambiguous. The goal should just be to go up. Mm-hmm. In what direction? It seems like that needs to be a little more loose mm-hmm. than what you may typically think rather than you're looking at like a corporate ladder perspective, like mm-hmm. I wanna be a manager, I wanna be a director, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It needs to be a little more open. Was there something specific that drew you to protection work or EP? Or were you just kind of like looking at us and you're like, I can do that. I want to do that. Like, let's tie. It's part of that. Because, you know, I don't blame you. Like, we're like, hey, man, I'm coming back from like Greece and Spain. And like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's a good life. From Israel, let me jump in the company suburban and go drive here. And go yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's right? interesting. It's very, it's yeah. very not typical. Part of it is that. Yeah. Part of it is that inherently is my nature mm-hmm. that's a role that I try to edge into like my whole life I'm the guy at the bar with my back against the wall having a drink just watching my people yeah maybe having a conversation just watching what my group is doing to mm-hmm. make sure they're fine 
Like I'm just in the corner hanging out. Like that's just me as a person. That's even jobs I, I was working security for, just circles of friends. I'm just always that dude. Mm-hmm. I'm always the dude just out watching, observing. Protecting. Protecting. Uh, just inherently. And I think that fundamental nature to someone is also important. You can have people who can do the job, but you have people, are they the right kind of person to do that work? Like organically the right type of person. Organically, yeah. No, I completely agree with you. I'm the same way. Like, um, yeah, like, and that's why I have this whole entire thing set up because I really believe that the amount of hours that we, I mean, think about it. I mean, we just spent a whole Saturday morning. We usually spend our Saturdays up until 2 a.m., 2 p.m., Shooting, getting after it, training. Like, yeah, the game's fun. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, for me, it was never about the game. You know I mean? For me, yeah. it was always about, you know, trying to stay warm, you know, keep my gut a little warm. So if I am out with a client and it's time to prove why they pay me in certain ways that we hope we never have to, like, yo, I've already shot like five, 600 rounds this month, <laughs> you know? to try to be my best. There's no cold and on demand for me. I'm trying to keep it so it's like warm and on demand. It's warm on it. Yeah. I've been in panel interviews for, uh-huh. for details and there's a couple times they actually came around and asked the question, how often do you shoot? How often do you train? Yeah. And there's a lot of, like there were a lot of guys in the panel that were law enforcement guys. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's my monthly qual, quarterly qual, biannual qual. Like, you know, I, every couple months I'll shoot a box at the range and then they come to me and I'm like no I shoot three matches a month and I'm usually doing a thousand plus rounds a month and yeah. you get a look that's like whoa that's way above the baseline for everyone else and that is a part of what we do that's a part we do everything else to avoid right but if it ever comes to that that's the one thing that you truly cannot make a mistake on yeah no I completely agree heaven forbid that's when I need to I need to go from using a freaking baseball bat to a scalpel, <laughs> you know, and and heck yeah, I want to have the software to be able to do it anyway. I got to do it. Um, so heck yeah, man, that's what's up. Um, so is there what would you say is the extent of your tactical background? Just what I've been a part of. I mean, not wearing anyone's jersey, being on a team officially, but having those relationships and connections to. Mill, LE, Gov, security, mm-hmm. whoever it is from working in the farms industry, we've been brought in and mm-hmm. given certain knowledge or being allowed to participate and observe in certain things that are usually just within that culture. Mm-hmm. So it's it's bits and pieces from those worlds, not a full curriculum from it. Yeah. But just being around those guys, working with those guys, training with those guys, trying to build a common reality with them mm-hmm. by going and experiencing the same things. And with those relationships, more overlap comes from things we can establish with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's very operational knowledge, basically. Yeah, operational, less less clinical, less mm-hmm. schoolhouse stuff. More, let's go in the field and show you something when we have an opportunity to do so. Heck yeah, kind of thing. from a lot of different angles. Yeah, and then and then the EP course. Uh, which was freaking direct action group Max Josephs with Max shout out to Max yeah raw <laughs> set on fire hurrah my man Max I went to that same course man I went to that same course mm-hmm. through that same boutique EP company talent uh, good company you know what I'm saying? You got to be kind of special to get in there. Oh, we're going to get into some good stuff here. Uh, we'll get into that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but 
What would you say about, well, let's see here. When did you first start thinking about doing executive protection? I was aware of kind of that world. It was after I'd gotten in working at Surefire and some of the other guys were working there and some of the circle that I got introduced to, it was the same roundabout way how I met you. Yeah. They were in that world full-time, part-time. Yeah. I was aware of it. It was very intriguing. It was very interesting. It's very different, that next higher tier, higher echelon of security. And I'd done private security stuff. I'd done some humanitarian aid stuff overseas, you know, babysitting doctors in third world countries kind of thing. Heck yeah. And it's more of a, you know, like a, a mission trip than it is like a full EP security op. But, but different things, you know, going from that to, you know, bouncing in bars to pay for tabs back in the party mm-hmm. years kind of thing. And, yeah. And that was definitely a big boy step up from that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I had no perspective on how to progress towards it. Yeah. And I was progressing in my own lane with what we were doing with, you know, farms industry, defense industry, things. And then the moment that it really hit me was when I was out at Area 2 shooting a Nationals match in Utah, and I got a phone call, Uh found out that I was now employed. Ooh. Surprise! Surprise. Have a fun match. Yeah, have, have, you know, the next two days of high-end competition with that hanging over your head. That was fun. Yeah. It actually ended up pushing me in a good way. But then we came back, and it's like, well, time to reset. Ah, sorry. Good? <laughs> yeah. Right. Had to come back from that and to reset, replan, and um, end up talking to you. Mm-hmm. And you got me plugged in with our boy Charles. Mm-hmm. And that started me down that whole new path. It was just, just sort of the way the flow was going that day. Thank you. Do you think that, did you think that you would end up being as successful as you were become in just a short two year period? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Heck yeah. What would you say about that? You know, to the guy who's like, I don't know if I can do it. You know, it, it's, it's not even that is that it, it comes up and I'm perceiving me in my own head. Like when you introduced me to Charles, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to stake you to coming in, being totally fresh, Mm -hmm. and giving it a shot, which we did. Mm -hmm. It started with that, and then another person in the organization did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Staked me, put me in touch, and that's why I went up to NorCal. Yeah. And then came back from that, sort of idle for a little bit, Mm -hmm. and then they realized how, as you would put it, how much equity I had built up with that group doing the work that I did up there and then came back and then that just continued to snowball into other things and that's how I met Barry mm-hmm. and got into Talon and have been doing a lot of work with them um, up until this latest job happened to where I've turned down not off but turned down how much time I'm spending with them and the job I'm on now the guy who connected me to that was who I met at Max's class, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is the class I had to take to satisfy the client before I went up to NorCal. Yeah. So the first real job that I had, the stepping stone from there, came full circle here about two years later, okay. and now landing me in 
the job I could potentially retire off of. Right. And I like, I want you guys, as you listen to this kind of story that we're talking about with Kevin, like, well, the first thing I'll say, shameless plug. So one of the things I do through Patreon is I mentor guys that are trying to get into the industry. Something I just started out doing now, and it's something that's been working out great. Uh, One of my first dudes I've been working with, today was his first day actually on his very first celebrity detail, and we've been talking for probably like three, four months, and he's, you know, he just moved, actually, he just moved, and he's trying to get set up and trying to get a new career and trying to get into EP, and um, so, you know, we started working the resume, we started working the relationships, and boom, he's on his first celebrity detail right now, solo with the client. So, you know, I coached him, I talked to him this morning, was like, hey, bro, you know, and, uh, but he already has all, everything it takes. He's going to do great in this industry. Just knowing how to bring that out and knowing how to sell yourself and market yourself and have someone look at what you got and help you with how to market that. But also how to go after the relationships. One of the things I want you guys, so you guys can, if you guys want to do that, go to my Patreon. You'll see it there. I think it's like hundred bucks a month or something. Um, the second thing I want you guys to pay attention to as we talk here is the flow of relationships. Relationships are the silent partner to success. I have that whole like, your net worth is your network, your net, your, what was it? Your network is your net worth. Like, it's pretty stinking, it's something to it because relationships are what got me in this game. They're what keep you in the game. Um, and it's how it evolves, <laughs> it's how it progresses. That's yes. the fresh material coming in to keep everything moving. The blood, exactly. And your ability to widen your sphere of relationships turns out ends up being your ability to be successful in a lot of different ways and to be your best every time you have contacts with opportunities to widen that sphere of relationships you know um and so uh i love that so just pay attention to the flow of relationships and the other thing so what would you say about cutting your teeth with a company so you know or actually let's 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 dial it all the way back. So, well, no, let's, we'll go into that. What would you say about cutting your teeth with a company? Because I always, I always tell guys, like, hey, get on with your local EP company, security company. Cut your teeth with those guys. Get in there. Uh, vendor a good work product. Do the crappy, you know, jobs, the crappy details, and show them that you're going to do those details good so they get to know who you are. They get to understand your work product. They get, they get faith in you, and then they start throwing you bigger pieces of meat. What would you say about that experience? That was, and my ability to perform that came from an individual I worked with yeah. at Surefire. And I have to mention his mm-hmm. name because a lot of the perspective, the integrity, the work ethic mm-hmm. that I put into this came from working under him. And you've, mm-hmm. you've met him before. You'll be mm-hmm. seeing more of him. Stephen Schwer. Okay. It's a guy at Surefire, former Marine. Captain, uh-huh. military police. Okay, okay. So he had a lot of the right perspectives mm-hmm. for how to manage up and manage down for different relationships. That's huge. And huge. the biggest thing that I took from him is how to manage people above you. And if you have a good leader above you, their perspective is always, who is my next prospect to replace me? Mm-hmm. is they're either moving up or moving out. Yeah. Like whatever direction they're going in, if they're a good leader, they're not trying to be stagnant. Mm-hmm. They don't want the people below them to be stagnant. Mm-hmm. How do I help them come up? Yeah, and how, who can be, who's going to be my next sergeant, my new general, my next officer that I can like 
take over the world with. You know what I mean? Who can I put in charge of the platoon next? You know what I mean? Like that's in my mind, that's what I'm always thinking. Like who's my next DL? Like, cause I got to know who that guy is before I need him. <laughs> and you got to know who he is. You got to identify him. You have to start prepping right. him that's, for it. Yeah. Invest in him so that when that time comes and you leave and that vacuum is there, he's the right person to get sucked in to fill it. And he's able to fill that gap. Exactly. And it's doing that while staying in your own lane. Mm-hmm. That balance was probably one of the greatest skills I took from him mm-hmm. and continue to take from him yeah. to do that is the good people above you have to identify. They have, you have to help them understand that you're that right person. And if you are, if they agree with that and you're trying to go up, they will help you come up mm-hmm. and doing that in the right way. Yeah. That... And all the, the catchphrases that you use, they keep proving true every day. That, <laughs> you know, the social equity with that person yeah. and the social dynamics of how to have that balance yeah. is true. It's valid. It's huge. It's proven. And one thing we're talking about, I don't even want to get on this rabbit tail because it's something I'm passionate about is learning how to lead from the front and lead. And I don't mean like leaders lead from the front. I mean the freaking lowest guy on the totem pole. And how to do that job in a way that you are leading your leaders. Because, like, your leaders aren't always on the ground with you. They're not seeing everything you're seeing. They're literally depending on you to lead them, give them quality information, do a quality job, kick that information back up to, uh, and you digest it, kick it back up to them in a meaningful way so they can plot all the points on the map and then, you know, make intelligent decisions. Or They're depending on you on a daily basis to lead them well as well. This leading thing is cyclical. So it's like being an MVP follower and being able to like, hey, I'm going to lead my leaders and do such a good job at covering my corner that it's just like um, you turn into a person that your leaders can lean on. And that right there is the secret to like, it like opens you up to promotion because that's the guy that I, I, I love working with him. He's leading me. That's the guy I need to put in the next spot as quick as possible. You're showing that you understand not only the culture from where your station currently mm-hmm. is, you have enough understanding of the culture of his station that you can filter what you're giving him in a way that's useful for him. You're showing, I understand what you need. I'm not giving you a lot of fluff. There's not a lot of fat in what I'm giving you. And you can take it and you can run with it and do your level of things with it better. Mm-hmm. And that's showing that you're handling your level and you're understanding his level enough to feed it to him in a way that helps him. Exactly. But not doing it in a way where you're trying to do it for him. Right. And that balance and understanding that knowing your role where you are in the ladder, but you're doing it to help him is valuable it's valuable yeah and it's the fast track that's how you get bumped up quick you know and but on this whole cutting your teeth thing like it's gonna suck oh yes <laughs> the detail you don't start off with the you know ceo or whoever it is you think you want to work with you probably don't even know what good clients look like yet when you first start you know you want to be um but uh the cutting your teeth, the no glory details, you know, but enjoy that trash, man. Be good at that. Do a good job at it because you're building your street cred. You're building your reputation. You know what I mean? And this is an extremely important step that you shouldn't gaff off or, or shirk at in what is necessary for you to become successful. Especially if you're not like, 
Like, if you're, like, the best-looking guy who's the smartest guy with the best resume, and, like, you're, like, you know, you got a tactical background and all this stuff, like, it might be a little bit easier. Maybe. Maybe. You know what I mean, but, like... If you have those accolades to rest on, yeah, that then, may help you go a little faster, but when you don't... You better you know, freaking work. <laughs> like, me, like, I... Like, I'm not the best any of these things. Like, I'm shorter than everyone on the... I'm like 5'10", bro. I'm 5'11", but my church shoes on, you know what I mean? Like, nah, man, and I forget stuff, so I gotta, like, walk the route, drive the route extra, you know what I mean? So for me, you know, I try to win the, you know, the accumulative score, too, as much as I can, you know what I mean? Uh, But this is, at the end of the day, when your employer starts looking at everyone, though, who he can trust becomes... The most important thing. <laughs> Unless the client is literally like, I want a jacked black guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or the client gives parameters that they know that they shouldn't give because, of course, it's not professional. But they do give <laughs> because this is executive protection and we we want you to have it your way. Well, I've seen those come uh, out, you know, no one shorter than six feet. Most of them in a black suit. Yep, yep, yep. Those yep. parameters come out. I mean, I'm I've had six, six five, so I mean, I... It helps and it hurts sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had only black guys. I've had, uh, you know, we need Jack. We need gangster-looking dudes. We've all seen these things come out. We, I've, I've had some of the best agents I literally know get refused because they're not hood enough. <laughs> they're not ghetto enough. They're not gangster enough, you know. Oh, man. God bless America. Um, they don't fit into that culture. Yeah, they don't. They don't have. They can't acquire the cultural equity. The culture rejects them before they even look at the work product. Uh, okay. That's like so, my current client. Like mm-hmm. between me and our other guy, you know, we have a rolodex of almost any different kind of resume you can imagine. You know, we have civvies, SWAT dudes, nil dudes, gov intel dudes, mm-hmm. whatever we want. Our client doesn't want the yoked out, inked out. Badass Navy SEALs. You're saying he doesn't want the jacked, like, necessarily. He, he, he doesn't want the jacked and tan, wall muscle, inked out Navy SEAL looking dude, because he doesn't blend in in his culture. You're, you know, he's not the guy who's willing to open doors, handle bags, you know, talk to rich housewives yeah. who want to talk about how they think their gardener is, you know, stealing fertilizer from their shed or something. It's who who can blend into the culture, who can carry themselves in a way that doesn't look forced. It's not always those dudes. Yeah. But even the appearance, they don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want the hood looking guys. They don't want the you know, the Iceman looking guys. Yeah. They want who looks like he's just another dude at the country club. The softer like side of Sears guys. <laughs> Not a bad way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you, you, you've met my partner. And it's not the worst way to describe it. Yeah, exactly. No, I totally understand it completely, man. Um, so, how would you say this whole thing evolved? You know, like relationships start from start to finish. You're like, yo, bro. You come back and you're like, dude, this thing happened. <laughs> I got blown up at work. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and and it came back, and you know we're unloading the truck after being in in Utah for a couple of days shooting a big match, and yeah. I was like, and you know one of the dudes I worked with, and I said, well, good trip, guys. Hey, by the way, we're not coworkers anymore. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. Am I that phone call at lunch? Uh, they're like, all right, call Byron. Um, <laughs> let's figure this out. Heck yeah. And then that started, and how my relationship took me to you yeah. was 
the very first job I had, coming mm -hmm. out of high school, working at the gun shop, the only reason I got that one is because when that whole market spun up, when the election happened, mm -hmm. I was offloading a lot of my own collection for profit because that's how I was moving. Yeah. I found a local shop to go in and ship some stuff out because I had a couple out of state buyers. Mm -hmm. And the owner was like, do you know how to use like the auction sites for guns? And I'm like, yeah, I did these for mine. She's like, I need someone to do that for me. Got hired. Some of the Surefire dudes came in and was using us for a little while. Okay. That eventually circled back several years later because that owner's daughter, she ended up going to work for them. Yeah. And then she gave me a hook to go and work in there several years later. Sweet. Small so world. That, that small world came around. And then from there is when I got introduced to some of our other friends yeah. who work there. I'm not going to name drop them. Yeah. And that got me out of just shooting USPSA. Yeah. Got into that, started doing that, saw that, hey, the ceiling for shooting skill is way higher above the ceiling. Way higher than <laughs> Um, you know, to the point where we're meeting dudes like, like Mike, who just push the ceiling every day and you're like, right. there's no way, no Wonka Vader is ever going to chase this guy through up to the ceiling mm -hmm. that doesn't exist for him. And that eventually brought me to you. Yeah. And just hanging out, doing, shooting stuff, competing stuff, gun guy stuff, building mm -hmm. guns. Yeah. It was a good relationship. I was in my lane, you were in your lane, it was yeah. mutually beneficial. And then it crossed. Yeah, yeah. And then it took me down a whole another path. Yeah, and so I'm sitting here, and you're like, "Yo, bro, like, I'm trying to get in the game." And I'm like, "All right, I'll, I'll give you what I got. Let's make this trash work. I know you can do it. So now we need to help other people understand you can do it." And then it's like, "Okay, so what are you good at? Where are your strengths? How are you gonna shine?" So then I take you with my homies over with uh, Charles and those guys, and we're gonna have a shoot day. And Kevin can shoot. He can shoot. He can shoot better. He probably shoot. He can shoot better than most of y'all. I'm telling you, he can shoot better than most of y'all. <laughs> he shoots better than me still. So, uh, and uh, I'm like, I'm gonna take Charles with me. I mean, Kevin with me on a shooting day, and show him what you know. Let let my other homies and and let Charles, who has his own company, uh, see what Kevin can do and start that relationship chain. You know, and um, I knew. I knew I, I, I was like because I knew that they were some pipe hit some heavy hitters too and I knew with the companies that I was dialed in with that like I could walk you in to, to, to some of those companies but it wouldn't have the same equity as if some of the old heads the older guard walked you in and I knew they'd be there so if you could impress them it was gonna be like you were gonna go far you know and you went straight to work bro like you got in there you started like helping them out with their stuff and like kind of doing would you say your mission was at the beginning of the thing you started solving problems that they didn't know how to solve for them you did like and they're like hey man how does this light work and like how you know what's this technical difficulty i'm having with my gun and he's like you're like oh look you can just take on it this way move this around da, 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 da. let me just look at that real quick and the next thing you know you're like one of the boys <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh i found a home yeah 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 which i thought was awesome and then that was like fire and forget you're basically already off to the races at that point and it was just a matter of time and then you start getting work with them and then yep. And then I went to Max's class, and that same exact thing mm -hmm. was what attracted my guy who I'm working with now, is he was in that class, and mm -hmm. he was like, how can people shoot like this? Yeah. And I'm like, I just compete. Like, in our 
tempo in our circle that's like mm-hmm. normal for us. Mm-hmm. But you go around some of the other security guys that maybe the only time they shoot is their annual BSIS call. Yeah, and they're doing their like, yeah, and they're doing their um, target shooting or going to a course and shooting, and that's it. Yeah. And I remember when you hit me up on the way that you're like, should I go to this thing? Like, talents, da 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 da. They 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 gave us the opportunity to go to this thing, and I was like, bro. I was like, this is the opportunity, bro. I was like, go in there and burn that mother jumpy down. Now, now, so like the second tier, the second thing I always tell guys is if you're trying to get into this game, go obviously apply everywhere. Mm-hmm. Take the feedback you get from where you apply. Use that feedback to learn how you can become more marketable and more attractive to those companies. So your job interview is not wasted whether you get the job or not. Okay, you don't get the job, you learn. You know, if you, you do get take the job properly. Yeah, you dial in your own self perspective if you know how to take it. Exactly, because introspection is difficult for yeah for for most people. And if yeah. you're taking what other people are telling you, people who do do nothing but read what you're presenting them. Yeah, you're only yeah, as good as what you present them. Mm-hmm. And taking back from that is learning how to present yourself better. Yep, exactly. And then the second thing I always tell guys is go to local courses where you're at that are well known or go to some of the big schools. But remember when you're there, you're on a mother freaking job interview. Good to go. Because those guys in your class will either become your best, your disciples, free marketing, or they'll forget about you when you leave. And so it's like when you're in there, it's like, dude, get in there. Bring up the average. Pretend like it's your first security detail. Help everyone. Show up big. Contribute heavy. You know what I mean? Like, don't outshine anyone. Pretend like literally you're on a security detail and you're there to help everyone. And for you, you know, I know you have the people skills. I was like, burn that class to like shoot better and faster than everyone because that's how you're going to shine, man. And the important thing is whatever you're bringing for strength, mm-hmm. whatever the strength that you're showing, you have to be able to consistently oh, yeah. bring that. If you come in once and you're a badass uh, once, yeah. and they're like, oh, he can do this. And when they ask you to do that again, and you can't, uh, they're like, oh, he's nowhere near as cool as we thought he was. <laughs> yeah, instantly. So if you yeah, set the bar, it. you have to keep that bar. And whatever you have to do to keep that bar is what you have to do, because that's the level you're at now. You yeah. put yourself there. Yeah. You stay there or go up. That's your cool card. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, keep in mind guys when you're going to these courses it is a job interview you're literally interviewing with all the other people at that course and they're either going to think of you when they go back to their job and their boss is like hey we need more bodies for this detail or they're not so it's like you want to leave a good impression and then what happened you met I met my guy Mm -hmm. and kept in touch with him Disappeared off to NorCal for far longer than we expected it to be. Yes, cutting your teeth. Yeah. How long did you have to cut your teeth out there, bro? It was supposed to be six months. Ah, uh, supposed to be. Turned into 18 and a half. Yeah. Like you, a year in, you were like, bro, when are you coming back? <laughs> Even like, I was like, homie. <laughs> like, I miss you. And I'm like, well, this is kind of your fault for putting me out this job, Byron. Like, I got to NorCal. <laughs> you did this to us, Byron. <laughs> Yeah. 600 miles away trying to achieve and take it, it, that's another important perspective I've had with anything is if mm-hmm. someone gives me an opportunity mm-hmm. someone gives you a gift yeah you know they're giving you a chance to do something 
don't let that person down. Don't make what they gave you wasted. Yeah. And that's the thing is yeah. if, if, if Byron came and put his name on me to come do good work, if I don't do good work, I'm wasting the opportunity he gave me. You yeah. have to capitalize on and, that. And reflects poorly on those people because they're vouching for your character. And that's huge. And that reflects on, oh, well, Byron said this guy was good. Yeah. And then he came in and he wasn't good. Yeah. Maybe Byron doesn't know how to see good guys. Yeah. When it's, no, Byron says he's good, he comes and he's good. Hey, Byron knows how to find good guys. It translates on you as much as it translates on me. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And that was kind of, you know, even when you came into Talon, you know I mean, our silent partner. <laughs> you know who you are. Our silent partner. And that's why I wanted him to bring you in there. I was like, I could bring him in, but like, I don't even know if they'll give him the same like look that they'll do give him if my freaking my big bro over here brings him in. Oh, they definitely did. Because they they, they kind of didn't believe that, it at first. They that, were like fact checking. Yeah. The fact that he had actually vouched for someone done, done that. you. <laughs> and to show you how far that went, I mean, how long have you had a relationship with talent? Um, uh, man, it's been my whole, well, the second half of my career when I started working the Cali Circus, over five years. Over five, five years. years or something. At that point, you didn't feel you had the equity to bring someone like me in with enough strength. Right. So to give some perspective to that, I've been with Talon for almost a year. Uh-huh. Steven Schwer now works for them, from uh-huh. my recommendation. Yeah. And that's coming from the way the very massive weight mm-hmm. of the person who brought me into them. Yeah. And I've come in and done good work with them. I've become one of the preferred agents on one of their largest accounts. Heck yeah. And have done good work with them. And they needed a guy. They had to think of, well, we need like 30 dudes uh-huh. for this event. The cattle calls, they're there. They will come. And that one came up. And the last time big one came out, like mm-hmm. they were having a hard time filling it because it's there's a lot of work to be had and they're getting stretched. Yeah. Good. And they're very selective about who they let in, so the roster only only goes so far. So far, yeah, exactly. And one of the last times it came up and they were coming down to the wire and they were asking, like, if you guys know any quality dudes, yep. now's the time we need them. And that call came up again. So I brought them Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve's a you know, big wig at Surefire. Mm-hmm. He came in, did great work, he's squaring them away on equipment. Heck yeah. Now they have a fantastic relationship. Awesome. And they're it's mutually beneficial to both of them. Awesome. Ideal outcome. Um, yeah, man. No, I mean I can bring guys into talent. I've brought I've done it, you know, but I just knew it would be better for you if it went the way it went. <laughs> yeah, I mean and now on the back end is it. I yeah. I see it. Yeah. Heck yeah, 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 for sure. The uh so yeah, man, now that's good stuff. The relationships, the not, because we had conversations and I felt the strain on you and I felt bad when you're out there, you know, you know, freaking cutting your teeth and, and getting your street cred on that detail because you're out there so long. And I was like, well, I remember hearing you say like, dude, I mean, like you put your name on me, I'm gonna do a good job, I'm gonna see this thing through. And I'm like. And then after yeah. like the third extension, I'm like, okay, how much does this mean to me to keep Byron's name clean? Like I'm borderline hitting depression. Dude. It was. It's just one of those details. That, right? just that county. Yeah. Highest crime rate per capita in the yeah. state. It was. It was. It was hard. That was. If you're gonna cut your teeth in, in the shit work, so to speak, sometimes literally, that was the one. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. <laughs> you caught that. <laughs> what uh what advice would you give somebody trying to get into the game? 
you need to open yourself up in a way that you're able to receive and act on as many opportunities as possible. Heck yeah. Whether that's, Everything. you yeah. know, with d different skills, different capabilities, the understanding of different cultures, the ability to talk to different cultures, is the more you're able to do, the more avenues coming to you that you can grab things from. Yep. And the more things you grab from, and you get established in that avenue, that opens up more avenues. It's it's being as flexible yep. as possible. Know, know a lot about something, know mm -hmm. a little bit about everything, and the more things you know a little bit off of, that gives you a little bit of a hook to start building a relationship with somebody or something, because you yep. have some knowledge in it. Mm -hmm. It's the ability to receive and act on things mm -hmm. is the biggest. It's huge, because when that employer calls you, it's like, I need a favor. Catch that fly ball, bro. You know how much relationship equity you're gonna get if you catch that fly ball? When that when someone hits you up and they're like, hey bro, we got something going down, can you can you get there? Catch that fumble, get pick that ball, pick that fumble up, because if you can, relationship equity. And you know, hey man, you got a suit with you? I always got a suit in the car, bro. Like, oh, like you're making plays, you know what I'm saying? Like, make as many plays as you can, work everything, and what you start to realize, and I've said it, what you were saying just now, and another way is Widen your sphere of influence and opportunity. The more stuff you work, the more people you're able to show a good side of your work product to. This sphere of influence, eventually you invest in it, you invest in it, you invest in it, invest in it, and then all of a sudden, it starts investing back into you. Uh, as long as you get rendering good work. You do this and you do bad work and you try to look for shortcuts. And you know, one of my other mottos is do no harm and you, you know, Maybe you paying a guy back and you, you throw some daggers in, you talk bad about people, you, you know, you take a contract. It has an interesting way of finding you out, you know, because this is it's a very big, you know, relationship for everything in this thing. What would you say about now versus idealistic, you know, the ideals that you had about the game? And I know you, you know, working this type of client, you haven't really like gotten all the texture and all the experiences and all the all of it yet. You haven't done it enough to get tired of it and everything yet, but is it anything like you thought it would be like, or you know, reality versus in your mind's eye? Then again, you knew all of us too, so you probably had a decently accurate picture. Yet, yeah, yes and no. Yeah. Um, perception versus reality. There was some of the scale of things and some of the intricacy of things, or some of like the perceived complex backgrounds of things. Hmm. A lot of the times isn't sort like of a lot like, like, like you'll hear someone say oh yeah like you know we we had to jump on a plane you know last minute last night had to go to had to go to Israel go to a thing drive them around got out of the hotel got back and like quick turnaround you're just like well, what what's happening what really look like yeah it's like what what's what's happening that that person last minute has to book airfare for like eight people to go to Israel to drive around for a couple days and then to come back and you go and do a job like that and it's just like oh no like one of the buddies was in town they need to go have lunch yeah it's like sometimes like the grandiose image you build is yeah. something far more simplistic yeah and sometimes kind of seeing behind the curtain for some of those things you're like oh I was expecting more not to yeah. say it's not significant right because what's happening in these people's lives is significant and it's right. you know steering the fate of multi-billion dollar corporations yeah but you're thinking it's some big master grand plan behind it, and it's really something just like, oh no, this is my favorite place to go to lunch. This <laughs> yeah. one makes me happy. We're gonna do this, and it's like, oh, hashtag real EP stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
like, oh man, like, you know, and you find yourself having to put, you're, you're putting car seats in the car and taking the kids to wherever for like 80% of the job. <laughs> like, like, you're, you know, you're, you're you know, we, we need, we need two vehicles. We need four dudes. You know, we're, we're going to do an op all day today. Got it. What are we doing? Get four car seats. We're taking everyone to Jim Jamboree. Yeah, like, like dead serious. Got it. You know, <laughs> and that's the game sometimes. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's that's why that is literally why me and my buddies have that standing. Hey, dude, we're doing. I'm doing some real EP ish today. You know, like <laughs> you know, we're out taking the you know, and because that's what it is. You know, it's admin, logistics, relationships, um, and uh, keeping your character clean enough not to mess something up, take advantage of something stupid, take a selfie when you shouldn't. <laughs> you, know? you know, and then also doing enough proactive work to avoid problems and not get caught with your pants down uh, when you shouldn't have them down, <laughs> you know, um, not getting caught up living the other person's life. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Not thinking your client's success is your success necessarily. Yeah. That's huge. That's a whole other problem. And, and some of the jobs I've come into, I'm glad I had that advice from you guys already yeah. in my head. Good. And be like, here I am on the Gulf stream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the Lambo. It's just like, it's seductive. as much as you want to, and it's cool, and it's a story. Act like you've been you, there you're, before. Act like you've been there before. You're not paid to be there to take pictures to show off. You're paid yeah. to do the job and leave and leave their lives alone. Yeah. You're paid there to help their lives, not to expose it. Absolutely, and literally, like leave as much. It's like it's like going into like a botanical garden, like a some kind of you know like all natural environment. You're trying not to disturb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's very delicate. There's a very unique ecosystem there. Exactly. There's multiple different peoples and parties and types floating around. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing's like watching you. <laughs> while the, you're whole, in the whole thing is built on a thing of eggshells, mm -hmm. and you're having to go through there and work without disturbing anything. And you're a necessary evil. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're someone who is required to be tolerated. Exactly. Nobody exactly. likes you. Don't they be, tolerate you. Exactly. Don't be entitled to anything. That's good, man. Are there any hard lessons you've learned already that stand out? I know we're like talking about stuff, but. I'm probably to go back to the one I did before is if you, you've shown one capability once, mm -hmm. be able to consistently that. bring that because then they're like, oh yes, he can do this. Mm -hmm. And then you go and be like, Kevin can do that. Uh, <laughs> and then you're just stuck and looking like you can't do anything. Yeah, and then they're like, why is this guy here again? Like, like, I thought he was cool. You said he was cool. He could do that. He could do that. I don't know what happened. Like, <laughs> be, being that person is yeah. not good. Yeah, I'd yeah. say it's this, the couple of times where that's happened mm. is probably some of the hardest lessons. When yeah. it's like, there's no excuse. I did it once. Why can't I do it again? Maybe it's just the wrong day of the week. I don't know what to say. It was I mean, a full it's, moon. I don't know that. It's, it's like... I don't want to get into specifics, but yeah. it's, a, that's, <laughs> it's a hard lesson. The, the time for that's happened has probably been, been the hardest. The okay. Well, any uh, proudest moments so far? Oh. When you're doing the job and you're just like, boom, like, heck yeah. You know, like, this is awesome. Or you're like, like that feeling of like, yeah, I did that well. Heck yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's hard to do it without time. getting into perspective, without uh, specifics. But we, we've had, um, with our current client, there's one uh, reoccurring event mm -hmm. that we go to you know, multiple times a year. Mm -hmm. And we're getting into the rhythm of doing it. Um, you know, getting the vehicles prepped, getting the route plan, getting the parking, getting them into the venue, yeah. conducting the venue, getting them out, driving the vehicle back, stowing the vehicle, is getting that routine down 
and then every time improving upon it yeah. to a point when the clients actually sat us down and thanked us for making this thing so much better than they ever imagined the routine would be just by constantly improving, finding better ways to do this, better communications with the venue staff for that. Awesome. Dealing with parking enforcement for this, finding, without getting into specifics, just finding ways to tune it and dial it and polish it for normal routines of their life or things they want to do and having them thank us for making it better than they thought it was possible. Yeah. How often do you exceed the expectations of the billionaire? Right. Who has everything at their fingertips. Yeah. Who just yeah. says, do this, and it happens, mm -hmm. and they're doing it better than they thought. It's the couple of times we've had that, I would say, probably. Yeah. The past moments, like, I'm exceeding what they expect from us. Yeah. And again, now that's the new level that we have to maintain. Yeah. So don't push it too hard. Yeah, yeah. You do have to push it. You have to prove your value. That's, and you always have to prove your value every single day. This is why you're paying me six figures. Here we go. You know, and that... That is one of the principles I always say to new guys. Hey dude, hey dude, hey dude. What it takes to get your girl, it takes to keep her. Good to go? <laughs> Don't be running around here. You wanna act like Ultra Captain America Super Trooper every single day. You better be Ultra Captain American Super Trooper. You wanna you wanna wear a suit every single day? Keep showing up in suits, bro. You will be your MO now and you and then you'll have all of us doing super stuff. But anyways, I'm just saying. If you wear a suit on your detail, it's not stupid. I'm just saying for I don't have to. I don't want anyone to make me have to do that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy we don't have to. I'm happy I don't have to. Exactly. God bless you. I I respect. But marriage it. is not a finish line. Marriage is the start it's of the starting. next harder challenge. You getting the job is not a finish line. You didn't make it. Now you have a whole another challenge. Now you have to conquer. You got in. Mm -hmm. Now you're on four zero of yep. getting in. Now you got to build your way up to it again. Yes, that relationship's a living thing. You got to sustain it. Anybody can plant the seed. <laughs> but can you sustain that you life? Get, you gotta sustain it and cultivate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And to and eat the fruit of it and sustain it. That's the game, you know. That's the game. Uh, that's good stuff, man. That's really good gouge. Just sitting here thinking about that for a minute. Um, what would you say about future? Any future aspirations at this point, or are you just taking in everything where you're at right now? Well, where I've come in now, and this one's kind of an interesting job, which is why I feel like I, I could potentially retire off of it. Yeah. Is I've done celebrity clients. Mm -hmm. I've done high net worth business clients. I've done Fortune 100 corporations. Yeah. This one is interesting in that it is a very high net worth family mm -hmm. who owns a multi-billion dollar corporation mm -hmm. and we're doing both. Mm -hmm. When the family has something going on, we cater to whoever they need. Mm -hmm. And when they're not, we're doing all the corporate security for their, their huge organization. It's, it's a hybrid, but mm -hmm. we're the same team that's doing both and flowing in between the two. Mm -hmm. It's a very big scale. It's very diverse. There's lots of, I mean, the company has several thousand employees mm -hmm. across several states. Yeah. And it's, it's a big network to learn, to handle, to understand enough to where then we need to start improving and start fixing and start polishing and start making it as successful as it has been and should be. Yeah. It's a big project. It's a big undertaking. It, like I said, could keep me busy till I retire. Okay. Yeah. Cause even after the client's gone, he's got kids. Yep. Gotta take care of the family. Yeah. Am I worthy enough to take over the rest of his family when he's gone? 
Well, I have some time to prove that to them. Yeah. Good. So that's, I'd say my future aspiration is building up and doing as well as I have been across the rest of the industry into this opportunity that I've been given. Yeah. Awesome. Heck yeah, man. No, I love that. Um, doing the best you can where you're at right now. Heck yeah. That's what's up. That's what this game's all about, man. So, yeah, man, I wanted to, this is, I mean, this is good stuff for guys to hear it firsthand, the flow of, you know, how you got into the game and got to a place where you're playing it at a high level. Um, I don't know how long or how many dudes I'll take on as like trying to help them get in the game. Um, and I was kind of the, the pilot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Some things. Yeah, I mean, because it depends on how much time it takes, but really it's, it's managing relationships and things, you know. Um, this, a lot of the things you've been repeating, a lot of the taglines, the social dynamics, the social equity, and a lot of the things you repeat, I mean, it, it sounds as cliche as, oh, you understand when you're older. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you have to wait till you're older and you look back and you're like, damn it, they're right. Yeah. And it, it is one of those things and it's a lot of good things coming up and that's why they're being repeated because with the right perspective and the right application, mm-hmm. it will get you in the right spot. Yeah. You just have to be able to perform. Yeah. When it's your turn. Exactly. And that information and those cliche things and like our cultural norms and even in our friend group of friends me you and luke and all the homies um it changes your perspective this information listening to this podcast things like this changes a person's perspective about the game and what's really it takes to be successful and the values that are important to that and perspective dictates performance so then when they show up on that interview they say the right things or they don't you know they when they catch that feedback from a client or a detail leader they can digest it properly or they don't you know they go to that training they kind of know how to present themselves or they ego out and try to outshine everybody and you know the instructor loves them but everyone else in the class can't stand them you know what I mean? and they, and they get nothing from it but the certificate you know what I mean yeah. uh, that perspective changes performance it really dictates that so that's huge man and I want to also too want to give a shout out to uh, LSI, Law Security and Investigations, uh, Charles Law, you know, and this silent partner, who <laughs> 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 is like a big brother to me who I love. You know, I love those guys. Good shop. If you guys are out in Southern California, look for a good shop to go and uh, check out and work for. Look them up. Look them up. Is he um, going to be at the symposium? Uh, yeah, Charles is going to be at the symposium. Um, and Talent Executive Services, another good shop. Look them up. And uh, uh, if you guys are looking for some good shops to try to get on with, uh, their talent, uh, Barry Kane and uh, Barry will both be at the symposium too. Both of them. Well, they, yeah, they said they will, man. So, you know, of course, we're permitting as we are professionals here. Uh, so Very it's, ever flexible. Yeah, ever flexible, man. So they're going to be there too, you know. Um, Charles is a good one to get on with. He, he prides himself on giving dudes their initial shot can I give a good dude a good opportunity to see how well he shines mm-hmm. and help develop themselves and kind of project them off in that direction? That's what he did with me. Mm-hmm. That was what the silent partner did with him <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. get him started. Now his company is growing and he's yeah. you know taking over the world one day at a time Heck yeah. like that. And he's um, some of the big accounts, uh, some of the big celebrity accounts I've mm-hmm. worked on with him was the same thing. There was a lot, of, a lot of fresh people coming through. Some guys got cycled out. Some guys got cycled up. Yeah. And it's it's getting that first good impression, that first 
you know, cutting your teeth, proving yourself, yourself, laying your groundwork to show what you're able to do. Mm -hmm. And if you have good leaders above you, like Charles, like his staff, if you have the potential, he'll do what he can to help if you're willing to take it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and he's, yeah, he, he was like kind of a mentor to me in, in terms of how to run an executive protection company, a security company. I've learned a whole lot from Charles, absolutely. Um, and all, and, and came, me and Barry did an episode too, guys, uh, a few episodes back. You'll see, uh, you'll see his episode back there. I might throw it in the notes here so you guys can link straight to it. Um, but it's like 30 something. Yeah. Barry Mosian. Me and Barry Mosian did an episode, which was really good. It was real good. Uh, so what would you say is one good habit that you, um, one good habit that you think either makes you a better protector or a better person? Bring it down to one thing. I love because I love these things. Like, yeah, we work nine to five, or we work a twelve-hour shift. But the thing is, we all have these habits. Like, executive protection is a thing, but like, protection is a lifestyle. That's what I always. The guys that are in protection, we're hitting, we're training multiple things, multiple ways, all the time. We're thinking a certain way. We're learning certain ways. You know, there's, there's, we're living life in. We're we live life like protectors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's how we do life. So I always like to see, you know, what what you would want to contribute on this. I would say, especially as someone like me who's yeah. still a baby in the industry, mm-hmm. barely two years in, mm-hmm. and for guys who are trying oh, to get into it, yeah, is whatever your strength is, whatever it is that's your skill that's going to get you seen. Yep. At the bare minimum, whatever level that's at, the goal should always be to improve it. Yeah. The bare minimum should be to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have to do to maintain the level you're at. Like this morning, yeah. we shot the match. Yep. We're trying at minimum to maintain mm-hmm. how warmed up we are in that field with the goal to push ourselves. Yep. So whatever that strength is, whether it's driving, shooting, medical, whatever... Mm-hmm. Whatever your thing is, bare minimum is that maintenance, that integrity to put the time to invest in yourself to keep yourself where you're at. Yeah. So you can't fall below where you are. You're either staying the same at a bare minimum, mm-hmm. not losing any ground, or you're gaining ground. Yeah. And whatever it, it, it whatever it takes to do that. Heck yeah. And it's like, I might not be good at all these things. But I bring this, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I bring this to the table, you know? That's interesting. You got me thinking, like, what my thing is. Like, really, at first, I would say, like, it's that uh, uh, people skills. Like, I just know that, like, my clients will be happy with the way that I deal with people and the way that I make their brand look by the way I deal with people and the way I present myself. has always been like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, I was a kid talking in class too much. <laughs> so for me, it's like my people's, my social skills, my social dynamics is something that I've actually, it's like a really, really ultra soft skill that you look at an EP guy and you're like, how's that going to be? You know what I mean? But especially in today's world, it's turned out to be an extremely valuable thing, you know? And then beyond that, okay, I'm a pretty strong dude and I, 
you know, whatever. You're coming from the gym every morning. Yeah. <laughs> You're keeping that part of it maintained. But, right, and I have to because I got a freaking fat kid. There's a fat version of Byron, homie, that's chasing <laughs> me right now. You know what I'm saying? And I can't let him catch me, bro. I know he's there, you know? I see him at any rate. But yeah, man. And so, cool, man. Uh, let's see. Favorite quote or mantra? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. That's really good. That's like if you're there. gonna boil anything down, yeah. whatever it is that you're doing, make it make sense. Yeah. Okay. Heck yeah, man. And then on the um, yeah, man. If you guys want to know how I can help you, um, I can help you with your career. Go check me out on Patreon. Go to my website, Byron Rogers Motivation. You're gonna see support your support the podcast tab there. You go through there, you go into my Patreon, and you'll see it's a membership level. I believe it's like the movement team. It's like 100 bucks a month. And what you get with that is you get the opportunity to do like a strategy session with me where I'll look at your resume, I'll look at your service offering, and I'll help you. I'll be like, yo, you need to change this, 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 and this. This sounds this way. This looks this way. Um, this is what I would say. Um, and then I'll come up with an actual strategy as to how you're going to get into the industry with you. I'll like sit down and be like, you need to do this, 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 that, and the next thing. And then I'll go on that ride with you and try to make you successful. So far it's working pretty good. It's pretty fun. And, uh, you know, and, and I'll try to coach you through the process. And, um, I don't know how many people I'm going to let in that door. <laughs> Cause as Kevin knows my time, bro, like I don't like my time is, is very much at its max bandwidth. Um, so, yeah, man, I look forward to hopefully helping some really good agents get in there. And if you're like ultra, you know, amazing, I know people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it can be that simple too. Anyways, uh, man, it's been good. Is there anything else you want to drop on them, uh, before we close this thing out? I think I, that's it. We, we got it all out. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Um, and is there anywhere you want to send them to find you? I don't have much out there right now. Yeah. I'm hoping once this project I'm doing with our FFL kicks off, I'll have something public facing for it. But okay. Otherwise, just you'll see me deleting stupid stuff in the EPL Facebook group. He's one of our admins in the EPL group, too. So you'll see him go in the Executive Protected Lifestyle group, become a member there, and you'll see Kevin in there popping shots and doing what we do. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, man. This is a good one. Uh, sounds good. That's what we got for y'all. Hey, get your tickets to the symposium if it hasn't already happened when I dropped this because uh, this thing is filling up. It's amazing. A uh, number of police departments have made it something that they're going to send their folks to that they'll actually comp them for getting tickets and coming and training with us. Um, it's turning out to be huge. The training's going to be awesome. The kicking it's going to be awesome, though. We got a mixer after the first night where you all get to hang, get to know each other. Um, and then, um, you know, then the next morning you're in the same room with everybody. Everyone knows who everyone is and stuff. And that's where the deals get made. So, hey, show up if you're a professional that's trying to get in the industry. If you're a law enforcement guy, show up. It's going to be a good time. If, you know, you're going to learn stuff. It's going to help you be better at your job. You know, if you're a civilian, come. Take your protection game to the next level and understand who the sheepdogs are out here in your environment, too, you know. Um, and who knows? Maybe you'll get in the private security industry. <laughs> you know, everyone's going to be there. So, regular dudes can do it. Regular dudes can do it. That might be the name for this one right here. <laughs> regular dudes can do it. All right, y'all. Man, that was a good episode. I look forward to hanging with y'all, training with y'all, and seeing y'all in the next one. Out. 
And if you haven't already, get your tickets for the Protector Symposium. The first annual Protector Symposium is taking place in Riverside, California, November 15th and 16th. We've got an all-star lineup of seriously elite trainers, Yosef Badu, Ed Caldrone and Mike Pannone are all going to be there teaching and instructing us on, well, our common goal, how to make good people more dangerous. So no matter what your background is, you're going to learn skills around the one unifying principle of protection. Get your tickets. Uh, spots are going quickly. And remember, you're going to get over $100 worth of value back in different things that you're going to get from our sponsors with your purchase of a ticket. Check the website out, Byron Rogers Motivation, for ticket information and to learn more. Out. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible contributing to this brand what we're doing here making it so that i can bring better guests on making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an america a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that the lifestyle behind that you guys are already killing it one dollar a month $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers Motivation. Com, and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.